All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we doing today? All things considered, Marlo, uh, after the Big Ten Championship game last night, doing all right. Doing all right. Had a good uh, recovery win from, from the Packers. Uh, reflected on the important things that matter in life, you know, family, friends, that sort of thing. Um, convinced myself that hey, at least we were there. Did that whole thing. So I think I'm in a in a pretty good spot and uh, emotionally able to to recap this with you. How about you? All things considered, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I, this is woke up and good. unlike some other uh, yeah, I was a good start. <laughs> unlike some other unlike some other uh, championship losses. For some reason, didn't didn't hit me that bad, and I'm, we'll get into that a little bit. But doing pretty good. All right, awesome. Well, let's get right into it, Marla, with a uh, with the football game, the Big Ten Championship game. Ohio State comes back, runs away with the Big Ten Championship, thirty four twenty one. Wisconsin took a twenty one to seven point lead into halftime. Did not score again. Seeing Ohio State score twenty seven points in the second half. Uh, let's just go through Marlo, take a trip back. I guess high level, just emotional changes throughout the game. I know before the mm. game, uh, I was telling myself no real chance. You know, we're not, I don't really think I don't see us winning this game. I'm just trying to mentally prepare for that. But I found myself as I got closer and closer to game time, getting more and more nervous. I tried to distract myself. I hung Christmas lights. I trimmed bushes. I tried to mow the lawn. Couldn't get the lawnmower started because it was too cold. Uh, <laughs> Did pretty much everything I could to not try not to think about the game and get out my nervous energy, uh, and then and then the game started. Um, yeah, um, I was right there with you. I, I was there to tipper expectations. Uh, going around, we had no chance. Asking people around, I kind of been the sediment around town was, yeah, we haven't, we don't have a shot. Just kind of happy to be there, and I didn't want to get myself emotionally up. Yeah. And even as the game was coming and even as the game was creeping closer, I I was I was pretty calm. I wasn't getting emotionally invested. I was just right there, even killed, just ready to watch a football game. Yeah. Well, then the game started. We came yes. out swinging. Uh, oh, elected yeah. to receive mm-hmm. in the min- in the moment, I just was like, "Oh boy, this this better go all right." The kick return, not great, not great, and I went, <laughs> "This is just setting up to go to go terribly." But uh we came out Marlon first play deep pass to Cohen. Uh, excuse me, from Cohen to to Cephas, uh, and then later the drive capped off by a Jordan Taylor, uh, forty-four yard touchdown run. All of a sudden, before we knew it, five plays, eighty-three yards, two-minute drive, seven nothing Wisconsin, and really didn't look back from there in the first half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as Taylor went through that hole, and I could see he was going to score, that was the moment I was all in emotionally. Oh, and I wasn't happy about it at the time because I was setting yeah. myself up. And but I was all in. Yeah, it was just such a departure from the first game uh, against Ohio State, where we had been very conservative throughout the game. We'll see that rear its ugly head later. Uh, but we came out throwing the ball deep to Cephas Taylor, who was bottled up the entire first game against Ohio State, broke one early, and it was like maybe we this can't be different. Maybe uh, Taylor can get the space that he needed. And he did again in, in the first half. Then Ohio State came back down. It seemed like they were moving the ball pretty easily until they didn't stop them on a fourth down, uh, which felt huge in the moment yes. uh, that we, we get the ball back. 
really another good set of plays and on a short third down had a crossing route to Cephas that he wasn't ready for it. Maybe Cone threw it a little bit early, uh, bounced off his helmet, and it feels like against Ohio State this pass gets intercepted more times than not. But it mercifully fell to the ground, and again, I was thinking, just maybe, just maybe things are going differently this game. Um, next drive, Ohio State gets knocked out of field goal range on a big uh, third down sack. I wrote this down as a team sack. It <laughs> seemed like all of our linemen, uh, or rushers, just kind of met at the quarterback, knocked him out of field goal range. They settled for a punt that felt great. Uh, and then we had another touchdown drive. And all of a sudden, yeah. fourteens are on this drive. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-nine pass, a huge pass again to Cephas. Cephas was all over the place in the first half. Uh, we went for it on fourth down and converted at the time our fourteenth out of fourteen on fourth and six or fewer uh, conversions, which is just insane uh, that we that that happened this year. And then a f- Cohen scrambles for a first down later in the drive, and then has the amazing. Uh, rushing touchdown, uh, almost a read option play uh, where he kept it. The C's parted, runs in for the touchdown. I saw a uh, Jack Lamar Jackson cone tweet out there that I thought was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And Marlo, this was the moment, I believe. I this is the moment. You're you're a believer. Yeah, when when you see when you see Cohen trying to do a he I forget who he juked. He jukes he juked one of the Ohio State plays. I'm having a fire in my house right now. Don't worry about it. That fire alarm should have been the alarm bells going off in my head to not believe, but uh, there I was now up fourteen to zero, thinking that uh, we had a chance and could win this game. Uh, the next drive, Ohio State uh, is driving, and this is the drive where Chris Orr injures himself, and I yeah, think really huge, really the turning point, turning point in the game. Uh, then. Later this drive, I think the next play, next player two, uh, Loudermilk forces a fumble inside the five. And again, this is where, like I mentioned with Cephas' helmet, uh, the ball going off his, his helmet, this doesn't happen. We don't get these kinds of turnovers inside. I, I wrote down the five, but it might have been inside the ten, where they're driving and we get a turnover to you know prevent them from scoring. Again, it felt different. It felt like maybe this time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think between, between Cohen juking people out, and running for touchdowns, which, where did that come from? To, uh, yeah, and I think at this point, we're talking about this drive, they were driving down, um, and this is where kind of it felt like, all right, the wave is coming, they score this touchdown, they're just going to keep on going, we got that that turnover. I think this is when, yeah, this is when I started really believing as well, like, all right, we can do this, we're, we can, we can hang with these guys, we were doing, we were hanging them on the first time, this time we're actually scoring, and, and uh, keeping them from scoring, uh, which you know usually wins you games in football, uh, but emotionally I was I was all in, and this is when I started being like, oh my, we have a chance, we have a chance. Yeah, yep, I'm right there with you. Uh, Wisconsin uh, on that drive doesn't really go anywhere. Six play drive, 34 yards, uh, ends on a third and seven pass where Jonathan Taylor just kind of slipped coming out of his break. Uh, I'm not sure the pass was there, but if it would have been, and he wouldn't have slipped, he might have had some space to run there for for the first down. Uh, Lottie gets the punt off without or Ohio State drives down the field 10 play 71 yards um, 14-7 with I think about 50 seconds left in the half and I'm and immediately emotions sink oh no here we go we're gonna go in the halftime only up seven after the way this entire uh, 
thing has gone 42 seconds left, I think, was when they scored yeah. scored the touchdown. Um, yeah, and I was saying that time, all we had to do was get out the half without them scoring that, and we'd be golden. Yep. Uh, just just get out of the third, just get out of the get out of the second quarter and get into halftime without them scoring. Uh, then Wisconsin gets the ball back, and again, out of nowhere, Jonathan Taylor, 45-yard run. Uh, the classic, if this goes nowhere, we just kneel, and the half is over. Uh, yep. Jonathan Taylor jukes a guy, makes another guy miss, stiff arms a guy. It was an absolutely unbelievable run. Uh, for a second, I thought he could break the whole thing, uh, and that would have been just amazing. But uh, gets 45 yards, and then the next play, Cephas fights through a pass interference, catches it at the one. Apparently, when you hit the pylon with your body part, the play is yeah. dead. I never that makes, that rule I never knew that. It makes no sense. All pylon rules are just strange. Why do they even have that thing there? I don't know. It doesn't help anything yeah. <laughs> at all. I don't know why it's there. I had never heard that rule before, uh, but apparently that's the rule, and he was slightly short of the goal line, but Cohen sneaks it in on the next play. At halftime, uh, we're up 21-7, to and this drive just, again, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I, I just, this whole game, I'm like, this doesn't happen. In Wisconsin versus Ohio State, Those right? Things don't happen. That's why it, this first half felt special. It felt like we even, yeah. something was going to be different. Yeah, even that, even that last play, because we got down to the one, we had no timeouts. Yeah, I was like, do we run? Pass. Do we actually run it here, or do we have to pass? Right? And my, you know, my Wisconsin brain was like, we're going to try to pass this ball, and we're not going to get any points out of this, this, yeah. this, this, this play. And then they go ahead and go and sneak, and that was just, just fantastic. It was great. It was great. And then, uh, so that was the end of the half. So here we are, Marlo. Let's recalibrate where we're at, where our heads were at at this time. Uh, halftime, Wisconsin up 21-7. We've seen many things that have gone our way that normally don't in Ohio State. Yes. I uh, wrote down, holy cow, what a half. I can't believe that just happened. Still a long way to go. And yes. then as halftime dragged on and dragged on. And I went away from the TV and came back expecting the halftime to be over, and they have any, They hadn't even done the stupid Dr. Pepper challenge thing yet. That's how long <laughs> halftime was. I went away yeah. for what felt like a halftime. I came back, and it was only like halfway over. It was unbelievably long, and the longer it went on, the more nervous I got. Uh, yeah, halftime, I was thinking, I didn't know what to do with myself. I, really, I literally did not know what to do with myself. Didn't know how to feel. Um, I said, we just was thinking, just got to the first couple minutes of the third quarter need to go well. And speaking of the Dr. Pepper, what is it? A scholarship challenge or whatever. They need to change the format of that, by the way. Yeah. Cause everyone, they need to do something. Cause now everyone's just trespassing, which is the right thing to do, but they need to yeah. change something up because this, it's supposed to be a football pass and yeah. now it's become a chess pass. And you know, it just needs to change. I, I, I need to see some change. We need to have people actually throwing the ball um, at some point. My favorite, my uh, favorite tweet out of uh, the Dr. Pepper Challenge was from Evil Paul Christ. He said, Alex Hornibrook <laughs> would have lost to Dr. Pepper Challenge. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Uh, other things I thought about during halftime because, right, it was ridiculously long. Uh, just with, I never really paid to, you know, Jason is a, uh, Ohio State's football coach, Day, head coach. Never really pay attention to like him in a press conference or anything. Or so there's so many shots of him without his hat because he wears his hat on the sideline. Yeah. This guy clearly dyes his hair black. Mm. Like it is just too jet black. Jet and black. yeah, it's just like like Creed Bratton in the office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> black yeah. Toner ink. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. And that was that was just going through my head. I was like, how are we gonna lose this guy? Dyes his hair black with like shoe polish. Um, anything to get my mind off the game because I just yeah. didn't I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I I went away from TV. I I just didn't I didn't want to hear Urban Meyer talk. I was like, I yeah. cannot stand Urban Meyer talking in general, much less about Ohio State. Uh, so I don't even know. Maybe he was critical and whatever, but I just wanted nothing to do with that. So I think I flipped over to the Clemson uh, Clemson game and saw they were winning by a lot and went away from TV for a bit. Yeah. And so, Dabo was telling them how people don't respect them and they're not a good team. And yeah. They're yeah. not going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, people don't want them in the playoffs, even though everybody had them. They were literally in the playoffs and everybody had them in the playoffs. So, uh, all right. Uh, out of half, Marlo, as you said, we needed to just needed a stop. We needed to come out with a little bit of confidence. We did not. Ohio State came out five play, 75 yard drive. Kind of, again, picked up where they left off uh, on their last drive in the first half, not counting the kneel down. Uh, kept off by a one handed catch by the tight end on really what was a blown coverage. And that was the first time I really went, we missed Chris Orr. I don't know if he would have necessarily been in that coverage, but w- whatever linebacker was, it was Bond. Zach Bond was in coverage. Zach yeah. Bond should not be covering their tight end. Um, that was a mismatch. And I don't think would have happened with Chris Orr out there. And that was the first time where I was like, Oh boy, is he is he out? I was kind of checking Twitter. I was checking to see if he was out for the game. Oh yeah, what the was report out. was, and I knew he was, but I just was hoping. I was hoping, yeah. that that there was a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, just the way he was walking around, I was. I was like, yeah, maybe in 2010 he could come back in the game, but not now. <laughs> he was concussed and out of this. Speaking of players coming back into the game, uh, mm-hmm. their cornerback number one, I forget his name, uh, out of the game with a head injury. Mm-hmm. Or what helmet taken away. to be a head injury, helmet taken away, and then Cephas torched him, and they put him back in. So <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, at least Wisconsin respects and protects their players, unlike Ohio State, who puts their players at risk by putting them back in the game. All right. Um, so Avalanche is coming. Here we go, Marlo. Just got to have some composure as a Wisconsin fan. We're just trying to, okay, just well, there's fall a storm. Back, let's, let's get, get through it. Points. Here we go. Three and out. <laughs> Three and out. Lottie comes in to punt. Uh, I should, right. Uh, we went first play, end around, incomplete pass to Cephas. Cone sacked on a pretty miserable uh, all out blitz where he just kind of fell down. Yeah. Uninspiring. Three and out. Very All the noise coming down. Lottie comes out, drops the punt. <sighs> just drops it. It wasn't even. It wasn't even like it was a bad snap. It just just drops the ball, and that's in that moment. That's that's when I was like, "Oh crap! Here we go." Yeah. Up um, to this point, all of those things had gone our way. All of the the weird bounces, the uh, you know, these things that tend to sway games had gone our way, and this was the first one. And it was at the worst possible time, uh, as kind of the momentum had. Yeah. Which we just needed a moment to to kind of catch our breath. Uh, we did not get that. Uh, but then the defense came out, Marlo. How holds him to a field goal. So it's only... Yeah, huge. <laughs> it's only 17-21. We still have the lead after all this, after everything that's gone wrong. Um, great. I felt... Mind you, it's only, it was only like four minutes had gone off the clock in the right. third quarter. I felt like, okay, maybe this was the storm and we weathered it. We still have the lead. Let's get the ball back. We get the ball back. Ten plays, forty-four yards. Sets up a 
48-yard field goal. Pushes, pulls it, just left. It's just left. Uh, maybe it wasn't just, but it was left, and now all the wind was out of my sails, Marlon. Now, yeah. this was our chance to go back up seven, get points on the board, kind of stem that that flow of momentum. Um, and and we just we just missed it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I this was this was kind of one of those things that was happening all season. I know we, it was a different kicker, but we were just missing field goals at times where it didn't matter minus Illinois. Um, but it came, yeah, it came back to bite us. It came back to bite us pretty good as that not, I mean, it's three points, but it would have been a huge momentum swing. And I think it's a what if moment. Uh, if you have those points and we are able to kick off and give Ohio state an even longer field with a little bit of, of Mo back on our side. Yeah. I mean, just getting points on the board there, such Mm -hmm. a big deal. Yeah. Now a touchdown only ties as opposed to taking the lead and taking the lead is such a a huge mental thing I think in, in this game. Yeah. Uh, or, or in football in general, right? But but specifically in this game. Um so again so Mr. Field goal has it comes down a on a 7 play 69 yard uh drive touchdown pass to KJ Hill where the wide where their wide receiver right in front of the referee clearly false starts. Just clearly false starts. Uh, they don't call it, and half of our defense is not moving because the guy clearly moved before the play started. Results in a 16-yard touchdown pass. And at this point, Marlowe where is where I'm losing my mind because now we have two touchdowns, the Dobbins touchdown run and this touchdown, that they show the initial replay, and Joel Klatt, is that the... Yeah, yeah. Guess go, the, on the first initial replay says... Holding should have been called. False start should have been called. <laughs> Neither of them is called, resulting in touchdowns. Now you can sit here and say, "Yeah, they would have scored anyway. We weren't stopping them." You don't know that, and it's and especially when there's negative plays, penalties have a way of disrupting drives. And I was just so frustrated. I was losing my mind. In fact, I threw my pen down that I was taking notes with Marlo, and I broke the cap off of the pen. That's how frustrated I was. Ugh. Got a that, nasty look from the wife on that one, but the pen cap was gone. Yeah, that was the the, the second one we talked about. It was most it was the most egregious thing I've seen. It's a wide receiver false starting literally right next to the ref. Yeah, I don't understand how that is missed. Um, and it, yeah, I agree with you, especially on that one. It was a 16 yard touchdown pass. You push him back five yards. They change the play. You don't know what can happen after that. Yeah. Um, I oh, I was right there with you, just screaming the whole time how could you absolutely miss that that is the most blatant and where are you looking where is he looking i'm not gonna get yeah. mad about it right now i'm not yeah. I'm, well yeah. that's fine and i mean the and the wide receiver turns and goes like oops i'm sorry you know yeah and then, <laughs> then they tap the ball anyway um so again let's get the ball back another three and out um and it was at this point just seemed obvious that ohio state had made adjustments right uh, yeah out of the half they were dropping back in zone, which is something. It's kind of one of those like back in the day when it's like Duke doesn't play man, or was it Duke or in basketball where you're like we don't play man, we're better, so we're not going to play zone, even though you know yeah. zone would probably be a better defense to play. Ohio State is very much like that this year on defense. They're like man for man, we're better. So it was almost like a a victory within the game that they had to resort to dropping into zone, but they just dropped their linebackers into zone coverage, made those slants a lot more difficult. And that seemed to really bother the Badgers having, you know, three and outs in uh, two of the first three drives, uh, three of their four uh, first drives here in the second half uh, with that missed field goal in there. 
And that was where I was like, okay, they've obviously made adjustments. We need to adjust to those adjustments. Uh, next possession, the backbreaker, Marlo. Uh, mm-hmm. Third and 18. Yes. Uh, they throw about a 15-yard pass, 14-yard pass, and four Badgers just go flying by. Just go flying by uh, the wide receiver. Maybe get a hand on him, but nobody makes a tackle. An absolute back- backbreaker. They score another touchdown. Uh, oh, you know what? Shoot. I didn't put it in here. Um, where was the fake punt? I want to talk oh, about the fake punt. Fake punt. Um, the fake punt. Ohio State drive when we forced them to fumble. Okay. I want to yeah. just go back far, far to the, the first half. Yeah. On that fake punt, you just got to be ready for that. They ran the ball on third and long to set up. <laughs> I think it was a, a, um, a fourth and eight, fourth and seven, something like that. They ran it to have a more manageable fourth down. And I was thinking this in the moment. And the fake punt comes. We weren't ready for it. At least we didn't cover it well if we were. And that just felt like a, we had them, you know, on the ground. We had to go for the throat, right? Like we're up 14 yeah, to zero. 14 like, nothing. Like, yeah. If they punt here, we got them. I felt like, like you have to keep them down and we, we let them in the game. We let them. We let him back in. Uh, so that was, sorry, I, uh, I messed that up in, in missing that earlier. I had that in the notes here, but, um. Oh, it's good, man. It's good. You gotta, you gotta see that coming. And when you're up, you have to be prepared for that. And it was a, a momentum change. We got the fumble off of it. So again, that's where it like almost flipped, uh, for the, uh, the momentum again. But like, you gotta do that. And then, uh, on this third and 18, you absolutely gotta stop them on third and 18 there. Uh, they had the lead, yes, but, you know, you get a stop there. You're still within striking distance. You're still um, able to come back in the game. And at third and 18, defense was tired. Had to get off the field there, and we didn't. Yeah, that was uh, that was the moment that you could you could probably see the the glare kind of come over my eyes and realize the dream was gone. Uh, at third <laughs> third and 18, uh, as the ball was in there, it was it seemed so slow motion to me. Um, as he was dropping back, and it was one of those, as the ball was in the air, you knew someone was open, and it was going to catch it, and they made that first down. And if they're going to get a third and 18, they're obviously going to go down there and just drive that ball into the end zone, which they did. And the, Casey, yeah, that's when that's when bad things started to happen for me. Yeah. yeah. They put up a stat, second half yards, 217 to 23. Uh, Followed that up, uh, They and their next drive did not add to that. 23-yard total, uh, incomplete pass, run for loss of three, incomplete pass, punt. Um, I guess now's a good time to talk about the game plan. We came out yep. first half. I should have. I wanted to tally end arounds. I thought about it too late in the game. I felt like we ran four or five end arounds in the first half. We got the ball out to Cephas. We got him on uh, slants. We had him running down the field. Um, Danny Davis had a couple nice, at least one nice third down catch. I think he had another one, um, in there somewhere. Um, seemed like we were, I don't want to say spreading the ball around because it went to Cephas a lot. It's yeah, it went to Cephas a lot. Spread out. He had several receptions in the game. Danny Davis ended up with three. Um, I think we missed AJ Taylor a little bit yes. uh, in this game because he was, I think Cohen's most comfortable with him. So he was missing this game. Uh, but in the first half, it was like we had a game plan. We had a varied offense. In the second half, maybe it was just ex- execution. Maybe it was Ohio State making adjustments. But it didn't seem like we had the same 
confidence that we had the same gusto to our our play calling. That's a football term, gusto. Um, yeah. The same a plan of attack. We it seemed like we went back to our uh, cone making tough throws. Taylor running up the middle to a, you know just a defense who's ready for him. He wasn't able to make people miss. We weren't able to get holes. It all seemed to go conservative in the second half, and that was the worst thing to do. Uh, agreed. I, I think to a deeper level, like you said, Ohio State made adjustments. We didn't seem to make adjustments to those adjustments. Uh, Ohio State dropping into a zone. Okay, our slants don't work. Stop running the slants. Can we run something on the soft spots of the zone? That's all I kept thinking. Every time they showed that there's dropping back in the zone. Yeah, just sit down. Yeah, right in the where the zone is. Yeah, let's run plays in the soft parts of the zone, which we just didn't. Um, so yeah, I think it, it was kind of uh, that second half. It was it seemed to be a chess match that we that we did end up losing. Um, you know, for the most well, not for the most part, absolutely ended up losing twenty seven twenty seven to or two hundred seventeen to twenty three yards. We'll tell the whole story. Um, yeah, so there was that, and it just it was a full. It was like it was a half a game. Of just a lot of what ifs. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Well, I think going well, into it, I think going into it, like we, I think, I still think our best game can't beat their best game, and we need to play our best game and try to force them into mistakes or have them make mistakes, which we were doing um, in the first half, and then that second half, we were not playing our best game in and vice, and that's what flipped the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well. I'll talk a little bit more about what ifs in a second here, uh, I think. But let's just get through kind of the how the game ended up here, Marlo. Yep. Uh, Ohio State got another field goal. We had a turnover downs on the worst fourth. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Down play call. Uh, so if you didn't see it, I don't know. I don't know who. How of our listeners, Marlo, who didn't <laughs> listen to this and didn't watch this game? I don't know. Maybe they had already <laughs> given up and, and gone to do you know yard work or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 30 yeah 10 30 11 o'clock they're out there trimming their hedges in the dark um they ran a foot play to taylor he just cone took the snap flipped it out to taylor who was immediately met by two or three buckeyes had never had a chance i un, i get i thought about it and obviously <laughs> a lot and I get the idea of wanting to get him in space they ran it to the short side of the field it didn't, but the execution was just off. I would have been equally upset if they just ran him up the middle and he went nowhere. Um, so I understand the what they were trying to do. It just felt so bad when it happened. It just you just knew it wasn't going to work from the snap. That it just looked it was that bad. As soon as they snapped the ball, I was like, "He's not getting this first down." For sure, so frustrating. So our, I guess now we're fourteen to fifteen on uh, fourth and six or less um, on the season. Uh, next possession, hold Ohio State to uh, they run the ball three times, punt. Wisconsin basically drives the ball down to the end, uh, down, drives towards the end of the game. Game ends on the three yard line, and Cone just gets lit up by a helmet. The helmet that's not called. Yeah, sure. I know. End I was game. curious if they're going to call that one, and they, got, they was going to be out for. The playoff game, yeah, at least the first of half. Course, of course, they don't. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was blatant, and uh, I see Ohio State fans on Twitter saying, "Well, why are you trying to go to the end zone?" Hey, Jay, why are you trying the, to go to the, the end game's zone? over? You don't need to lead with your helmet into the other <laughs> team's quarterback. Um, random Twitter person that I saw comment. Um, 
That was yeah, a verbal so, reply. Verbal reply. Yeah. Game ends. Uh, probably not a listener of the pod. Uh, game <laughs> ends uh, 34 21. Uh, and at this point, uh, Marlo, I'm just emotionally. Here we go again, another big loss. Yeah. And it, it, it felt awful <laughs> because we got sucked. I mean, I don't know. I, I sit here and go, I've heard people say, and I've thought, I would have rather we just got blown out. Obviously, that's not true. I would have. I wouldn't have wanted us to get blown out. I wouldn't want to have wanted us to lose this way. Uh, I don't know. I obviously would have had to have us win, but we were in the game. We were yep. in the lead, obviously. I think we had a shot, and we went into this going, if we just have a shot, yes, I'll feel good about this game, and that's where we were. So I've kind of come away with a, eh, okay, we lost. It hurts. It sucks. I was really upset. I you know, had to watch a couple episodes of The Office to get my mood my mood <laughs> yeah. changed a little bit before I went to bed. Um I don't know. I don't know. I have that's where I ended. Just Yeah, I think I I don't know. I ended a night at that time I just yeah, I couldn't do it. It was just another it was another loss. I kept thinking of all going down the rabbit hole of all losses. I I think I come to the conclusion like no one gave us a chance in that game. No one gave us a chance to be close in that game, let alone, you know, be leading it for, for much of it. Um, so it was nice that we got to watch a game that we were actually in, even though it crumbled at the end. Um, and it just, I don't know where it is. Like, this, what, we've we've lost our last four that we've been in. Um, yep. We have been up in every single one of them. <laughs> and well, not just not a... One of them uh, we didn't score a point. Oh yeah, you're right. That's the one we I totally blacked out. Blacked out. Blacked yeah, blacked that out. Sorry. So three of them we had a chance, and this was much like the the last one in Penn State. We were we weren't out. I mean, we were up big and let them back in. Um, but it feels different because Ohio State is clearly on a, on a class of its own as far as a team in the rest of the country. Um, it'll be interested to see how they go going forward. But uh, like I said, I woke up this morning not feeling totally deflated. A couple. Hey, still could have had it. It would have been nice. It would have been. I had a lot of fun in the first half. I just wish I could have been able to, you know, start stomping on some OSU fans' graves because that would have been fun to hold on to for a while. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I think in the end, you know, Marla, we just had too many mistakes. Uh, it wasn't pretty much all in the second half, right? We played a great first half. Yep. Second half, the mistakes started coming. Uh, dro- that drop fumbled punt, missed field goal. We talked about all these already. Third and eighteen. Uh, those missed tackles on that. There's probably more, but those are the big ones. Uh, too many mistakes. And just what's frustrating is we can sit here and talk about the what ifs. And the biggest one yeah. is Chris Orr going out. If he doesn't cut and cuss himself on that tackle, <laughs> maybe our linebackers can hold up the whole game because obviously they got worn down. And you have Chanel in there as a, a true freshman uh, trying to um, fill in for the heart and soul of this defense. It's just, yeah. it's just tough. Uh, I have here. What if Wild Goose intercepts that pass? I wrote that pass. I don't remember when that was. It was in the uh, on one of their touchdown drives. I think of their first. Yeah, touchdown. he was. Yeah, it was like a half a foot out. Half, a half foot a, out. Yeah. Just, if he intercepts that, it's a you know these things just completely swing the game. There's probably more, but those are my big what ifs. Marlo, we talked about some of the takeaways. We're now two and four in the Big Ten, losing the last two. Um, I I'm just you mentioned Ohio State being that good. They're obviously better than wisconsin right we've split yeah. them twice we've given them uh our best half of the year i'd say that our best <laughs> half of football on in the entire on the entire season 
Yeah. Um, I mean, outside of like what South Florida or something like that, but like <laughs> of significant football, maybe the Michigan for half was pretty great. Uh, but Ohio State just a better talent, and I just don't think we had enough when it came down to it to beat this Ohio State team. So I'm talking myself into them just being the be- one of the two best teams, and obviously, well, that'll uh, show itself out during the college football playoffs, but really we were right there. And if a couple of those things go differently, uh, again, I guess I'm asking us to play a perfect game, right? But if, right. If we don't miss that field goal, we're driving. So, uh, I th- had my math next, next up. Cause we'd be down 10. I was going to say, if we miss that, don't miss that field goal. We're driving to tie the game. Uh, but we would have needed that six point swing. So never mind on that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Another thing I had is Paul Christ, great game plan, game prep coach. Right, four and zero in bowl games uh, at his time at Wisconsin. Um, came into this with an with an awesome game plan. It seems like he is able to sit down, digest film, prepare for his opponent, and and put out a great game plan. Then the game happens, in game coaching happens, and they talked about this during the broadcast. Uh, Ohio State's coach day it seems like he doesn't come in with a game plan the way they were explaining <laughs> it and the way that this game kind of went yeah. i don't know if he comes in with a game plan but and the announcers gave him a lot of credit for this and maybe it's you know well earned because of how the game went but he makes in-game adjustments and is really great at that paul christ at least maybe in this game wasn't able to do that great game plan in-game coaching i don't know if paul christ i think he needs to improve on that too if we're going to take the next step yeah especially in this game um yeah like i said we just didn't he lost a chess match and i and i don't even know um you know chris has the offense um don't want to talk bad about our boy jimmy leonard and again we talked about or being out uh does not help too but you know the, it comes on him too as far as as far as adjusting in that second half to what they were the avalanche that was coming down um mm-hmm. on them so yeah i, I think it's, it's almost like we can play a really good half of football. Um, you know, the game last game against Minnesota, we had a great second half. First half, not so much. But we were, we flipped that around here. It was in a bigger game. We just weren't able to do that to fall through in that second half. Um, yeah, I could. I don't know why I'm having trouble agreeing with you. I can see your point. Yeah. <laughs> um, in that, and I do, you know, especially agree with this uh, on this game. But I don't know. I see your point. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know. I guess I, should, I don't know football well enough to know like what those in-game things need to be, but yeah. just be better at, at identifying them. And it just seems like we have a lot of these. We're up early, yeah, and then it changes, and and something changes. The the other team changes something, and and it's a struggle. Um, quick recap on the season, Marla. I just want to tack this on, uh, maybe to make myself feel better about <laughs> where we're at. Uh, but. Big Ten West, a much stronger Big Ten West, not in the way we thought going into the season, looking at you, Nebraska. Um, but this wasn't <laughs> the Big Ten West of of uh, other years where it's like Wisconsin wins the really bad conference or part of the conference and then goes up against the winner of the, of the superior side. I'm not saying that the West was better than the East by any means, but you had a strong Minnesota team that kind of came out of nowhere. You had a strong Iowa team. And, hey, a strong hey. goal-eligible Illinois team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. <laughs> they're good. 
Uh, so to win the Big Ten West, I think in years it's kind of been like, hey, this is what Wisconsin should do. But this year it felt like it meant something. We had big wins over top 20 teams, Marlowe. Not to be forgotten uh, against uh, at home against Michigan and Iowa, and then on the road against Minnesota, and just that one was so sweet. I just want yeah, to touch, touch on how, <laughs> how friggin' sweet that was, uh, and we'll talk about that I think a little bit more in in bowl games when we get to them because it's uh, where we our verse could have been is interesting, uh, and more or less we were there in the chip. We were had the lead, we had a chance. That's what we wanted. That's what we asked for. And above all, Marlo, we got yeah. to watch one of the greatest college football running backs of all time, Jonathan Taylor, work on a weekly basis. And that was fantastic. Yeah, hell of a hell of season. Um, you know, I think it it seemed like it got rocky in there in the middle because of the two-game Gidry one coming out of nowhere of a very good Illinois team uh, and that and he's out from Ohio State, and we had buys on the in, on either side of him, so it just seemed yeah. like a bad month. Um, and we were able to turn that around, have that sweet victory, like you said, against Minnesota, be in it in this game, albeit we weren't able to come through. Um, I agree with all that sentiment. The Jonathan Taylor, man, what a season! I feel I'm, I, I know he's going to be fine. Don't work. He's going to be a, you know a Walker Award winner, a bunch of awards. I just feel for guys. Had three pretty outstanding seasons. Is not going to get be able to like have one of those seasons at least to be able to sit in New York, yeah, uh, which seems like a crime. Uh, but I, he is going to go down as you know, obviously he's one of the greats here in, in at Madison. Uh, probably he's going to go down as one of the greats in college football, and it was awesome to have a front front row seat for that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I had a, a stat here, and I can't find it. Uh, how many yards he needs to break the college football record? And let's just say he'd probably get it halfway through the Big Ten season next year. <laughs> Twelve hundred yards. Twelve hundred. Yeah. yeah, you should come back. Let's see if I can see if I can find it here while while we go. Um, okay, then we can get right. a tracker going all season. Oh, that'd be great. Come back, you know, just for us, just for us. Uh, it's not come back. All right. Uh, looking ahead, Marlo. Uh, playoff committee met today. They met. I don't know. They met last night. I'm not sure. They met. I don't know. They did. They were, I know they were watching the games together last night. Did you watch the? Uh, Announcement special thingy on. Oh, wait, before we move on, I guess anything yeah. else on on the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten championship game, Wisconsin season uh, that we we sh- didn't address. You want to talk about? Uh, I didn't. No, address. I, I think we're going to try not to. I think we got it. We I think we covered pretty well. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Um, freaking false start. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Looking at playoff committee, they met, uh, made some decisions, and I think uh, we'll go through them in a little bit here. But I, th- the one thing I like that they did, Marlo, is they didn't penalize uh, the teams who lost in the championship for playing in the championship. That was, uh, I guess, my big concern going into going into the uh, committee meeting or going into the Big Ten championship game is that if we lose, yeah. we're going to drop uh, beyond. You know, some of the other Big Ten teams, uh, Penn State most notably, but I saw a scenario in which we dropped behind even Michigan and Minnesota. Uh, that was a little bit doomsday of me, I know, but I, <laughs> I could see that happening. But uh, playoff committee did a good job of um, not not letting that happen uh, or not letting that happen. I guess they controlled it. So of not doing that, uh, I guess with the exception of Utah, Utah mm-hmm. lost the Pac-12 championship, and they actually dropped behind Florida and Penn State, who didn't play 
uh, but everyone else just kind of moved up or down based on winning or lose, uh, winning, uh, I, I should say, uh, their conference championship game. So good job by the playoff committee there. Yeah. Uh, and got, I, I guess you could say got the top four playoffs right, teams in the playoffs right. It was pretty easy, right? Uh, mm. for what four we're going to get in. It goes LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. I would say everybody agrees with that. You can't really. Make yeah, well, did, oh, so you did ask if I watched the. Yeah, you did ask if I watched the playoff or whatever, the selection show, I guess well, they I did, call and it. And then I didn't wait for which, any answer. I'm sorry. Did you wait for. Um. Well, so the thing is, I tuned in and I, I realized, like, this selection show that they they only showed the first four for, like, the first two hours and, like, NFL kickoff was coming on. <laughs> And I was like, you guys are spending more time on this selection show for four teams than you do on the 64 uh, in the NCAA yeah. men's tournament. Like, this is so ridiculous. And But I think the sediment, the only thing was knocking or having OSU go down to two, LSU go up to one. Yeah. And was that that was based on, was that based on, like, pretty much the first half of what Wisconsin did to, to OSU? Or, and that was that was the only really debate, right? Who was yep. going to be one or two? Um, which is... I mean, you, you you get to four teams. These are all four good teams. Does it suck if they play Clemson first? Sure. But you at some point, you're going to have to go through good teams if you want to win the championship. That's what this is for. So, yeah, they got it right. I don't know who else. No one else really has an, has, has a, has an argument of who doesn't who, who got left out. Um, so the way this is shaping up, which we all saw coming, but it, it's, it, it should be a fun. I hope it's a fun. It, it looks on paper that it's going to be a fun playoff to watch. Yeah. For sure. I totally agree with you on uh, the LSU Ohio State debate. And I, depending on what side you're on, you can, you can make a good argument. I, you can make a really good argument for Ohio State. I think their last three games were against top 10 teams and they won all of them by double digits. LSU had one of the toughest, uh, schedules in the country and had pretty resounding wins, most notably over Georgia in the, uh, sorry, the SEC championship game. Um, but when it's arguing between one and two as opposed to, four or five yeah i don't i don't really care but <laughs> too much i mean it's just not the same but i would say arguing over uh you know three and four is more interesting i think because then it's like mm-hmm. only number one or two but with lsu and ohio state in my mind essentially being tied it doesn't really matter because they're playing one of the other ones clemson or oklahoma and they should be favored and expected when that all uh, although i saw that uh clemson is favored over ohio state uh which is interesting uh, but I think I think they got it right. I don't know. I, I you can make an argument, and I'm sure Ohio State fans are out there making an argument that they should be number one. They were last week. Uh, LSU had a more dominant performance over what the committee uh, says is a better team in in Georgia. They only dropped one spot after losing 37 to 10, which I found a little bit surprising. And stayed ahead of Oregon, uh, who is sixth. Um, but with that, Wisconsin stayed at eight. Um, Utah dropped below them. Oregon jumped them. Uh, and by that virtue, they are going to the Rose Bowl. So congratulations, Wisconsin Badgers, heading to the Rose Bowl to take on Oregon just like they did. Revenge game. Yeah, in 2012, uh, the last time Wisconsin was there, that was Russell Wilson's fantastic year. Um, Wisconsin favored by 2.5 points. I don't want to get too much into forecasting this tomorrow or getting into this because we have some time. Yeah. As this is a January first game to get into that, but I'm excited, obviously, to be in the Rose Bowl. I think we would have been in uh, a January first bowl 
regardless of, uh, I guess I shouldn't say regardless, but I expected after the game to be in a Jader first goal. I'm just excited that it is in fact the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I beforehand I kept thinking there's I don't I didn't think not knowing just knowing what committees have done in the past, I didn't think there was a pass to the Rose Bowl unless we won. Uh, I just figured if we lost, then uh, Penn State would jump us because we have that extra loss. Uh, like you talked about, this committee did not penalize us, yep. and you know it's great to go to the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl is so magical, and so I'm excited to be there. Big question is Casey, are we going? Oh, totally going. We're totally Probably going. Almost totally going uh, to this one. Um, no, as got our friends have kind of scoped out ticket prices, which they sorted by <laughs> highest price. Highest first. Who yeah, does that? Not, I don't think I've ever searched anything with <laughs> highest price first. So, uh, is that Jordan? Good job, yeah. Jordan. Shout out Jordan. Jordan also wanted a shout out because he called. Go- he says he called going to the Rose Bowl uh, beforehand. So, uh, shout out Jordan. Good, good job, Jordan. Go buy those most expensive. Stuff. <laughs> those are the um, yeah, probably, probably not going. All right. So then, uh, after the college football playoff committee rankings came out. Rose Bowl was announced. College football playoffs were announced. College football playoffs, by the way, on the 28th. So, again, they're, it's the Saturday, so it's kind of a little bit weird. Uh, they're not on uh, New Year's Day. Uh, but bowl season kicks off December 20th. So we got 12 days, Marlowe, until uh, bowl season is here. Uh, yes, kicks off just on the 20th with the Makers Wanted Bahamas football. Bowl. Wall to wall football every day. Um, Makers won a Bahamas Bowl, Buffalo versus Charlotte, get you going on the 20th, followed by the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, Utah State versus Kent what? State. All right, that's I just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> bowl sponsor nice. names. Um, I will now refrain from using bowl sponsor names. Take that, uh, sponsors. Uh, although if anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, we would gladly say your product slash company's name. Uh, always down for that. All right. Uh, let's start with the Big Ten Bulls, Marlo. Uh, yes. Just run through these, see if we have any thoughts or anything. Pinstripe Bowl, this is the one at Yankee Stadium, I believe, right? Yes. Michigan yeah. State favored by three and a half over Wake Forest. Um, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I know we were in this bowl last year. I, just, yeah. I still question this. Why, why are we playing a bowl in December in Yankee Stadium? In Yankee Stadium. In Yankee I don't Stadium. Know. It doesn't. Uh, it's just weird. The whole thing. I don't, it doesn't like the whole pageantry doesn't, it doesn't fall well on me. Uh, Michigan State versus Wake Swords, uh, snooze fest. If you want to, if you want to bet on this, I'd take, under. <laughs> I'd take the under. I don't even know what the under is, but <laughs> God, it's probably going under. That sounds, that sounds terrible. Uh, next, the, uh, the holiday bowl, uh, USC versus Iowa. Iowa favored by three. USC, Iowa. This looks awesome on paper. Two big brand names going at it, but this mm-hmm. is two mediocre teams. Uh, meeting up at the Holiday Bowl. How? Yeah. What was USC's record? I didn't even know they were bowl eligible. Oh no, they were like uh, seven five something. Were like they? Man, I I guess the way I honestly didn't pay attention that much. I just the way everyone talked about their coach needing to be fired. I just figured remember, they were like. Four. Remember how many times I said they were back? Yeah, it's true. I was, <laughs> I was I was a big USC fan, thinking they were back uh, until they weren't, and then yeah. the next week they would win, and then they'd be back again. Uh, they had a big win over Utah. That's about all I know. They lost uh, all the yeah. other big games. Yep. Um, I don't know. I like Iowa here. I think they're a more complete team. Uh, I think there's a little bit of turmoil at USC. Uh, yeah, you're right. I just see those names, and I'm like, I'm in. I'm in on that. Yep. Next one, I'm not so in on this matchup. Gator Bowl, Indiana versus Tennessee. Uh, I didn't see a line for this. I don't know why, uh, but um, 
I, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, these are two 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 teams in power conference that you're like that you look at and you're like, wait, you guys are in power conferences. Yeah, <laughs> like Tennessee is an SEC yeah. team. Yeah, Indiana with a strong start, kind of sputtered at the finish. Tennessee sputtered at the start with a strong finish. Uh, I don't know that I've watched either of these two teams play, <laughs> so. No. This would be a first if I watch this. Well, I'm going to watch the game. It's going to be a bowl yeah. game. That's pretty much all bowl season, right? I, I sit around and either I'll do some pickums or bet, and it's like I've never seen any of these teams play, but I will watch all of them. <laughs> yeah, talk yourself into one of them. Yeah. Uh, next, the Cotton Bowl, Memphis versus Penn State. Uh, Penn State favored by nine and a half. Memphis is the highest uh, non-power conference team. That's not Notre Dame at twelve and one. Uh, so. Is this a this isn't a New Year's Day game, so they didn't qualify for the so, yeah no it's one of, yeah it's the New Year's Six, but they're not playing on New Year's this year because it's on Sunday, right? Is that was that was is that why? I don't oh, know. Some New Year's games game. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Penn State, uh, and this is where I talked about the rankings. That might worry about us falling, um, and maybe it's not this, but I could easily have seen a situation in which the Big Ten game championship game goes differently and we're here in this cotton bowl against Memphis. yeah and yeah. Uh, i'm sh- i'm excited to uh, i just saw on twitter as i was trying to find the, the jonathan taylor set there's a lot of penn state fans complaining about <laughs> this bowl selection <laughs> i mean to be fair they're the 10th uh, ranked team in the country they're ranked ahead of michigan they're ranked ahead of minnesota and kind of have the worst game yeah well you know what penn state beat minnesota Beat Minnesota. <laughs> Should have won that game. It's absolutely unbelievable that they lost that game. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think Memphis thinking good. Although they did – is their head coach coaching in this game or is, he, cause he's, or is he just going to Florida right away? Their head coach is going to Florida? I'm pretty sure. Isn't that what I heard? I don't know. That could be false yeah. news. Uh, but I could see – I just looks like Penn State's favored by nine and a half. I could see a world where Memphis not only covers but beats Penn State. Oh, Florida, oh yeah, Mike Norville going to Florida State. Florida State, Florida State, Florida State not Florida. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. plans for Ryan Silver, Silverfield, great name, to coach the Tigers in the Cotton Bowl against Penn State. Okay, so I like Penn State even more. Hopefully yep. Memphis can uh, not wear those ugly gray uniforms <laughs> and uh, come away with a win there just to – you know, there's some teams, Marlo, when you go into these things and you go root for Big Ten, right? Yeah. And you, yeah. I don't know. I think this this year I'm going to be rooting a lot against Big Ten teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters as much. I I I know what you're saying. I mean, back in the BCS era, we had to root for them because it was kind of a big thing for the setup for next year. It was always like, what was their bowl record last season and power and you know, what was the power conference? Uh, not so much. Yeah, it was like they they rank yeah they rank conference strength conference strength and yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah Bulls, was part Bulls of that. played into that obviously yeah yeah exactly so yeah yeah it was weird but I yeah I agree most of the time I'll go for it but I'm, as I'm going through this list I'm probably with you <laughs> rooting against yeah. some of these teams as well yeah I'll root for Iowa with them. uh all right next uh Red Box Bowl uh California against a very good Illinois team Marlo. Yeah, uh, California favored by six. Justin Wilcox, obviously former Badger defensive coordinator, head coach of California against still Lovey Smith and Illinois. Um, really don't have a feel for for this game at all. <laughs> oh, California was ranked early uh, and then kind of kind of fell off. Uh, Illinois, obviously with a big win over Wisconsin, but uh, kind of they lost their last two. I don't know, no feel. Um, hopefully, there's a different game on it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh agreed. Yeah, the red red box bowl. Sweet. 
You know, it's going to be like that. The only game on like Wednesday at seven o'clock. And you're it's just called the it. Red Box Bowl. It's not like the Red Box Something Bowl. It's just yeah. called the Red Box Bowl. No. So I had to put I had to put it in there. It's the only sponsor <laughs> thing. It's probably. Is it actually? Maybe it's not even because of the actual like Red Box thing. It's just uh, coincidence. I don't know. Probably not coincidence. <laughs> All right. Uh, New Year's Day games. Marlo. Uh, we'll start with the Outback Bowl. Minnesota versus Auburn. Auburn favored by ten. Yeah, I hate this bowl. And that kicks off at ten thirty or something on New Year's Day. It's the worst. I was uh was I'm so glad we're not in it. So mm-hmm. I'll take that Minnesota. And you got a Auburn team. Uh, you know, I, I think PJ's magic right now is this Auburn over Minnesota. Take Auburn. Yeah, I I like Auburn here. I'm glad we're playing Oregon and not Auburn. Um <laughs> just I don't know. They looked really good against Alabama. Uh and Minnesota looked not great against us. I don't like their chances. Um and hope to see a sad PJ Fleck. That's what for <laughs> that one. All right. Next, well, the Citrus Bull, Michigan versus Alabama. On paper, what names? Holy cow. Nick yeah. Simon, John Harbaugh, those uniforms, it'll be great. Uh Alabama favored by seven and a half. I like Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be I I wouldn't it be great if, if Michigan does win this and like Harbaugh has done everything but beat Ohio State and they're still going to complain about it? That would be great. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and I would love just Alabama fans losing their mind and like <laughs> calling for Nick Saban's job. And be, <laughs> <laughs> like we're Alabama, we're supposed to win all these things. We're <laughs> Alabama because of Nick Saban. Really, I mean, yeah, sure they have a lot of history too, but the recent success. Yeah, recent. 100% Nick Saban. And the fact that he's getting guff from these fans is absolutely hilarious to me. Uh, and I hope that it, I hope that it continues with the Michigan when that would be fantastic. But I just, I just don't see it. I think you saw Michigan when they were up against better talent in the Wisconsin game, when they're up against better talent in Penn State and Ohio State. They just got, uh, Penn State was kind of close. They made it close at the end, but they just got trounced in all three of yeah. those games. Um, and Alabama is probably as talented as, any of those teams that I mentioned, um, if not more so. Um, all right. And then lastly, uh, the only one on here that doesn't have a Big Ten team in it, Georgia versus Baylor. Georgia favored by seven. Uh, I did not like what I saw from Baylor against Oklahoma. Oklahoma what I yeah. saw in it. That said, I didn't like <laughs> what I saw against Georgia against LSU, but we think LSU is great, right? We think LSU is yeah. uh, obviously number one, tied for number one in the country. Uh I don't know. I, I don't. See, I don't like Baylor's chances of keeping this close. Yeah, no, I don't either. It's also the Sugar Sugar Bowl is in Atlanta, right? No, no, no. It's at LSU. I mean, that's in uh, New, New Orleans. It's in Never New mind. Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Never, no, just kidding. Um, Georgia has a pretty good defense. Baylor has does not. Georgia's offense is pretty good as well. This isn't going to be. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a, just so. a Georgia landslide. Kind of hope so. Kind of. Yep. I, don't know. I don't know why I dislike Baylor, but I, I just <laughs> this whole season I've kind of been like, why are they? Why are they even around here? I don't know. Um, I'm granted they took Oklahoma to overtime, so maybe this is a case of me my uh, Big Twelve bias and just not liking anything out of the Big Twelve. But um, there we go. All right, those are the bowl games that we're gonna. We'll obviously talk about these more as they go, but just wanted to talk to them since they came out today. Uh, I'm just so excited that Wisconsin's going to the Rose Bowl. I mean, it's just. It's such a cool thing. Um, obviously, as a Wisconsin fan, the Rose Bowl holds a special place um, for us, I think, as, as fans. And it's just so cool to go back there. Uh, not that we'll physically go there, but the team will go there. And we will look for them. And it will look warm on TV. I'll watch this stupid yes. parade with the roses. and I'll do it. Yeah. I love it. I love the pageantry. It's great. 
Yeah. Rose Bowl was so great. Uh, and especially the, well, yeah, you see the parade in the morning. You got the game that kicks off around like four, which is uh, perfect timing uh, yeah. on a New Year's Day that you have off. And it gets uh, it gets done early enough where like, oh, I can still wind down and, you know, go to bed and actually go to work the next day. That's right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Although you stay up and watch the other game anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. You end up staying up and watching the other game. <laughs> At least you're not emotionally invested in that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So that was Badger football. <laughs> Wrapped it up nice and tight with a bow on it there. Uh, real quick, other Badger things. Uh, basketball. Uh, return home and just crush Indiana 84-64. I'm not even sure it was that close. I think at one point they were up 30. Yeah. Uh, kind of forgot this game was happening with all the football going on with the championship games. Uh, caught it when Wisconsin was up big. Um, can't believe this stat still exists, but Indiana hasn't won at the Kohl Center since 1998. I think it, they've lost 18 in a row now. That's absolutely insane. Um, apparently, Wisconsin's pretty good when we make three-pointers tomorrow. Yeah, when you make baskets, when you, uh, when you make baskets, things work out. I was going to boycott this game. I wasn't going to watch because oh. I didn't want I didn't want bad juju going into watching the uh, the football game. And then I, you know, get the alert that they went on like a fourteen zero run to open up the game. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and then I started tuning in. But yeah, it's a different game when you when you make when you actually make shots. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, Indiana came in undefeated. I don't know that they play anyone really. I mean, they were they weren't ranked, so I don't think they play anyone crazy. But right. that's still it's still amazing that Indiana's had some good teams um, in that span. <laughs> they haven't won since ninety eight. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. But they've had some bad teams, but they've had some no. They've had some real bad they're, teams. They're only what you would call a "quote unquote" quality win. I think was they beat Florida State mm-hmm. uh, at home in the Big Ten uh, ACC Challenge. Yep. Uh, Kobe King led the way for Wisconsin, scoring twenty four points. He was ten of fifteen uh, from the field, and uh, the team shot from three point forty percent, eight of eight of twenty. Lean forward, leading the way three of five. Um, there you go. There you go. They're good when they make shots. Good at home. Uh, good at home. They'll need that. They'll need that, Marlo. If they're going to make this tournament, uh, which I think <laughs> they're on the outside looking in right now, uh, they're going to need to do well in the Big Ten, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, first they're place. Need to protect, they're first they're place. Need to, yeah, they're tied for first place uh, with half the conference. Uh, <laughs> not quite half the conference because Minnesota and Nebraska haven't played yet. They must play today or tomorrow. Um, all right, and volleyball, Marlo, the women's volleyball team is in the NCAA tournament. We mentioned that last week. They won their first two games uh, in the first two rounds this weekend, beating Illinois State and UCLA in straight sets. They're in the Sweet 16. They play Texas A&M on Friday at 1 p.m. Uh, been a lot of fun to follow this uh, this volleyball team this year and hope to continue to do so this weekend and going forward. So there's another quick yeah. game for they're playing Madison too, so they have these. Well, hopefully, That's two right. games at home um, That's right. as well. So Friday one in Madison. Maybe maybe I'll be there. We'll see. Might just be there. Take a half day. Get down there, Marlo. <laughs> um, cheer him on, cheer him on. All right. Uh, other sports, Marlo. Bears won. They did. They beat a quality uh, division leader in the <laughs> in the Cowboys at home on Thursday night. And Mitch is Mitch is definitely back. He's all the way back. Mitch is, yeah, all the way back. Uh, Bears offense did, well, he was back, then he threw that interception, and I was like, there's the Mitch we know. Uh, but then he, he, normally, I feel like when that happens, he just goes into a shell, and it's terrible. He didn't. Um, but I'm starting to wonder about these Cowboys. Marlon's starting <laughs> to wonder if they're not good. Obviously, I've now seen 
at least two. I watched the Bears game. I watched the Packers game. Um, and I watched the when, who did they play on Thanksgiving? The Bills. The Bills. Yeah. All three losses. They look <laughs> terrible in all the games. Uh, they just seem like they don't. Well, they, they, it seems like they don't have an identity. These Cowboys. First of all, I don't think they have a defense. Uh, second of all, they seem like they have a split personality because they want to throw the ball with Dak. Dak wants to throw the ball because he's in a contract year. Yep. But they have all this money tied up in Ezekiel Elliott. They need to be a ball control team. Feed him the ball, and they just don't. It's yeah. Really, yeah, really and then they got team. Cooper on the outside they forget about uh, at times. Where it's like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, if you, like, just the fact you list all their, like, offensive players and you're like, wait, you guys aren't winning. Why? Um, yeah. it's just, it's just, yeah, you're just, they're just, it's just, they're just confusing. Um, and you just think they're supposed to be good and then they're just not doing too well, but still have a chance at the NFC East at the great, the great seven, NFC East. Yeah. How much are you looking forward to the, they should recede. How unfair is it that the oh yeah East that team is getting a home playoff game? Are you excited for that conversation, Marlo? I am. No, I mean that train is it's it's already started. It's already left the uh, the station, and uh, it's it's only going to pick up steam from here. But yeah, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about it, and then it's going to be great once that NFCT whoever that comes out of there wins the first playoff game too. Yeah, and, uh, it'll be fantastic. But yeah, I, I'm ready for it. I'm all I'm all ready for it. Let's just gear up for it. It'll be what Seattle or Minnesota or Green Bay, yeah, probably right as the six seed going in there. Um, hilarious. I think it's I think it's worth keeping just because it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, who cares? Like, yeah. you talk about it not being fair. Who cares? It's they're cares? in a division. They won that division. I think it's fine. Everybody relax. Stop <laughs> being so. Everything needs to be fair. It's football. It's fun. <laughs> And whatever. I don't know. I don't. Uh, Packers won Marlowe. Uh, yeah. They beat the pesky Redskins. <laughs> yeah, pesky Redskins. I mean, their Redskins are still in the hunt for, for the NFC East title as well. So well, they came in pretty after, hungry. After the loss today. I don't know. <laughs> Not after the loss. Coming in. Coming in. Coming in. They were. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They, they were playing for a playoff spot. Um, that's why they kept Haskins in there as he limped around. Uh, <laughs> didn't look great. Uh, Packers won 20 to 15. This is two weeks in a row where they just kind of let crappy nfc east teams hang around um obviously you'd like to see him put him put it away uh win more comfortably <sighs> just didn't didn't do it these two weeks i don't know i don't know if whether or not to read too much into that or not uh marlo maybe you can tell me if i should read into it be concerned uh but a win's a win kind what does the eye test tell you what does the eye test tell you casey uh, i mean it doesn't feel great. The eye test tells me we need to be better if we're going against. And I get, I don't know how much of it is just like we are going against inferior opponents and just do enough to win versus like, hey, there's real problems on this offense and some questions in the on the defensive end as well, um, which I think are there and valid. But I don't. A lot of Packer fans are kind of pulling their hair out because we're not winning by more, which is a bit a bit much. Like we're still winning. We're still yeah. It's it's NFL getting the job done. And you know, moving on uh, on from from week to week, I'd like to see a bit more chemistry between Rodgers and the wide receivers. It still feels like a lot of times he'll have a lot of time and he'll be you know listening to the radio and he's like in the pocket, in the pocket, in the pocket, and then just like wh- throws it away. And it's like somebody needs to get open. He needs to get on the same page. Um, 
and so there's that end of it and then also he seems to be not have a rhythm like he doesn't Rodgers isn't doing the quick reads like he used to like he used to be really great at being like okay here's this mismatch I'm going to attack that and on this slant or on this go route or, or whatever and it was quick and decisive that doesn't seem to be happening as much uh, he's getting the time to have more time in the pocket but you'd like to see kind of some more rhythm throws that it just doesn't seem like like is there um, so I don't know signs for concern but I think Packer fans are getting a little bit too excited about close quote-unquote close victories uh packers and bears next week Marlon. yeah packers bears week yeah get excited we do <laughs> potluck at work for packers bears do you really so, yeah that's exciting yeah, we, all, we all bring in <laughs> Did you... on on friday people can wear their packers or bears clothes oh, wow do you bring your chili is that your exciting. go-to i have brought the chili a couple times um recently i've just kicked in for odds and ends mm-hmm because, uh, gotcha. uh, you know, as I walk to work, Marlo, it's kind of hard to carry the chili pot, <laughs> the slow cooker into the office on uh, on Friday morning. It's a little a little tiring. Have to stop halfway, put it down. Cause, you know, <laughs> take a breather. Yeah, take a breather before I, before I cross the street. It's tough. It's tough. Um, oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, Packers Bears. This Bears lose. They're eliminated, I assume. Uh, if... Packers win and Vikings lose to whoever they play. Uh, Packers win the division. So we're getting down to it, Marlon. Getting down to it. Magic numbers. Last three games here. Uh, Bears have Packers, Chiefs, then Vikings. Murders row. I'll just try to enjoy the ride. Uh, I think yeah. Packers have, I think, Bears, Vikings, Lions. I think it is. Off, off, off memory. Because uh, I don't think we played the Lions again. Let's go here, click on a button. I still didn't find the Jonathan Taylor stamp, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first Bears at Vikings at Lions, who uh, Lions just looked like they rolled over against the Vikings today in Minnesota. So we'll see. We'll see. Packers-Bears noon game, and then it looks like the Vikings-Packers game is a Monday night game. Yeah, okay, I hate Monday night games. So well, that's the 23rd, so maybe... We'll be off work for there you go Christmas Eve, so that won't be too bad. All right, all right. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, Marlo Pats lose again. Yeah, they so, do. Uh, Thirty-one other NFL t- cities rejoice. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun to watch. Uh, not only because the Pats lost, uh, and that the Chiefs are just eminently more fun to cheer for <laughs> than the Patriots are, uh, but it kind of. I don't want to say it was because of really bad officiating, but there were a lot of calls that went against and challenges that went against uh, the Patriots that were just fantastic. <laughs> it was just so great. A first down that wasn't a first down. Bill Belichick somehow managed to challenge two things at once uh, and only having to pay one challenge for it, which they didn't reverse. Uh, and then a fumble that they called dead and then there was like a touchdown that they couldn't challenge even though he scored but they called him out of bounds at the one it was fantastic just the refs just screwed over the pats it was great yeah there's the the whole eastern sea or i mean the boston area panic button is out and everyone else is dancing that the dynasty is over but patriots still gonna come back and find a way to win a super bowl yeah they'll still probably get a bye i think yeah um the there's not really a who's who's the third best team in the is it the bills right now by by record 
or the maybe the Chiefs because the Chiefs just won. It's not anyway. Oh, it's the, yeah. No, it's the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, it's the Chiefs. So still probably getting a buy, right? Yeah. Um, not locked in, but but probably going to get a buy. Um, and I think th- going into halftime, it was like twenty to seven, and it felt it felt like I mean, Patriots fans are booing. It felt like. Maybe this is different than all the other times we buried the dynasty. Uh, then they came back, back out, had a great second half, a block punt, uh, James White pass. That was fun. Um, it's weird watching the Patriots and then being like, boo, Patriots. <laughs> Go, Go James White. Go James White. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, other things in the NFL model, anything else? Uh, stick out to you. Matt Ryan became uh, the second fastest player to throw for 50,000 yards. Only six other people or five other people have done that. Um, I found that surprising that he's like... He plays a lot of garbage time. He he does. He gets a lot of yards in garbage time. I am interested in how we'll remember Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it changes if he wins a Super Bowl against the Patriots, but like he's... He's probably a slightly better Matthew Stafford as far as as we look back at the career. Yeah, I can see that. Who's had a better career, Stafford or Oof, Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's made a Super Bowl. Yeah, Matt's, Matt Ryan's been to the playoffs more than a couple times. So Matt Stafford's only been to the playoffs, like, what, once or twice? Yeah. And does not have a playoff win, I believe. Maybe does stat department get on it. Either way, yeah. uh, that's a very good, very good comparison. I like it. Um, both have punchable faces. Yeah. Both had really good receivers at one point. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I don't I don't know how you separate the two. Yeah, I think I think in the end you put my Ryan a little bit higher because he has yeah. some playoff success. Yep. Uh, whereas uh, Stafford's been on uh, the Lions his entire career. <laughs> maybe, maybe that should elevate him even. <laughs> despite the Lions organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it was just interesting. I just kind of thought I saw that go around the that he's the second fastest to, to get to fifty thousand yards behind Drew Brees, and it just was like, huh? He's going when it all is said and done, he's going to have some crazy stats, and it just doesn't feel like he's at that level uh, again. And maybe that all changes if he has a Super Bowl because we're too obsessed with winning uh, as a, a sports fandom culture. I shouldn't say not obsessed with winning, but too much depends on if you win a championship or not, and how yeah, how far yeah. you remember people. But yeah, so in that sense, he's probably he's probably Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino, greatest of all time. Dan Marino, yeah, greatest quarterback actor of all time. Ooh, he was maybe in, he was in Ace Ventura. <laughs> all right, um, we're going we're going off the rails. Speaking of, speaking wait of, up. Athlete actors, we yeah. Saw, we both watched the Adam Sandler interview today. Yes, on on sixty minutes because it was on after football and the, somebody didn't change the channel. It was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> interview. He's in a new movie. It looks weird. Um, oh yeah, he's like, he's like yeah. a gambling diamond salesman uh, who's down as luck. Gets beat up a couple times. It looked like uh, Kevin Garnett's in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> playing playing Kevin Garnett. Playing Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Could he play it like a, it'd be weird if Kevin Garnett wasn't Kevin Garnett? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I movie. You saw the. Tra- have you seen the trailer? 
for that. I just saw what was on uh, on the interview. Oh man, yeah, it looks uh, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's obviously it looked- departure from his normal comedy, yeah, his you normal know, more stick. of a drama. Uh, but it looks, yeah, it looks pretty answer. Like Kevin Garnett, uh, yeah, it's weird mix between like he's in the diamonds game, but it's in the betting game, getting tips from Kevin Garnett, shaving points, something of that nature. Um, It'd be great if Kevin Garnett was playing like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> this is Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, looks interesting. I'll pro- uh, I don't know. Will I watch it? Probably. Yeah, I'll wait for Netflix. It'll be on Netflix. Yeah, if it's on Netflix. All right. Uh, all right. Any other NFL things? Any other sports big stories that we're missing, Marlon? Uh, well, that San Francisco um, New Orleans oh, yeah. game was a ton of fun. Yeah. San Francisco coming out uh, with the win with Robbie Gold. <gasps> game winning field goal. Game winning field goal. Game winning field goal. So that's fun. Oh. That yeah, that George Kittle uh, catch and run and just going full beast mode was absolutely amazing. Uh, it took uh, three Saints players, including one of them, just grabbing him by the face mask to bring him down. It was just a, an amazing clip. One of them's kind of like pulling him forward slash down by his face mask, face mask, and others jumping on his back like a kid <laughs> jumping on. It, yeah, like, it's like, it was like little kids playing against their dad in the backyard. It was unbelievable, and it was just the most Saints way to lose. Just, like, they get beat on this pass play that they shouldn't get beat on, and it was a great play, and it was a great run by George Kittle. Uh, Then they add the brutal penalty or non-penalty, in this case it was a penalty, to get them for essentially a chip shot field goal. It was, what, like a 30-yard field goal, something like that. Um, More or less a chip shot for Robbie Gold. Um just such a Saints way to lose that game. It was unbelievable. And uh, San Francisco maintains, and it looks like with the Rams leading the Seahawks here late, will maintain their first place position uh, in the West. That was a great game. Lamar Jackson yeah. did Lamar Jackson things. He's fun every week. That's the NFL. Anything that's else? It. What did we miss? Um, no, I think that's it. That's all I got. Oh, Bucks have won like... 13 games in a row, the last three by 20-plus points. Absolutely crushing people, including uh, the absolutely destroying the uh, Los Angeles Clippers in Milwaukee. It was fantastic. Bucks are on a roll. It's been great. They're fun. That's it. All right. I'm, I'm done. Oh, Liverpool. Oh, corner kick. Corner, <laughs> corner kick. kick. Oh, here we go. Uh, Let me finish it up. Uh, they won again. They're eight points clear in the league. Uh, 11 points, I think it is, clear of Manchester City, who... Lost again this week to Manchester United. Uh, Leicester is now uh, firmly in second place. Uh, looking good. Looking good for Liverpool. They've been great. Uh, they now have the longest lossless streak. Uh, undefeated streak, I guess you could call it. Um, I got to look confused because there's draws in there, so I didn't want to exactly know how to say it. But uh, in all of Europe, they're just crushing it. They play uh, FC Salzburg in the Champions League this week. So there you go. I swear I'm done now, Marlon. There you go. There's the corner kick. Oh, all right. It was good to get that out, Casey. I got nothing else. Yeah. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter. Myself at MarlonJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan at 132 Breeze for the podcast. We uh, appreciate everyone's support. Casey, you got any last words? Rolls bowl bound, baby. Super, super stoked about that. But as always, fellow fans. I hope your favorite teams win all the sports.